Do you remember the first memory you have of a witch? If you do, do you picture that image of a witch holding a broom by her side? When I was around seven years old, I recall watching Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Immediately, I was intrigued by the magic surrounding Hogwarts. A few scenes later, we see Ron, Harry, and Hermione getting introduced to the world of Quidditch. A century-long practice for skilled wizards that was played with a broom, one quaffle, two bludgers, and a golden snitch. But have you ever wondered where these stems from? Why do we think that witches and wizards fly in brooms? Nowadays, we credit this depiction to J.K. Rowling, but before her time, what made us believe that the main source of transportation for witches was a broom? Welcome, I'm Kenny Ordoñez, and you're listening to Cookie. For thousands of years, witches have been in the folklore of many civilizations. From voodoo in Africa to the gypsy witches of Romania, witches are part of our collective culture of magic around the world. We are afraid and amused by the idea of spells, hexes, and curses. And maybe that's why witchcraft survives to this day. The Romanian government decided that they would start taxing witchcraft tarot readers, and many other arcane jobs. Romania is home to the inspiration for Count Dracula, whose real name is Vlad the Impaler, and the female counterpart, Elizabeth Bathory, or the Bloody Countess. Both of these figures slaughtered hundreds of people because of their bloodthirst, and their belief that there was magic in the human blood. With that history, you can imagine why witches are still a thing in Romania. When the government stepped in and decided that they would pass a bill that taxed witchcraft and astrology, the witches weren't having any of it. These women decided to start casting spells against the figures involved in this new tax law. According to BBC News, poisonous mandrake plants are due to be hurled into the river Danube, and the queen witch, Bratara Busea, has devised a spell involving cat dung and a dead dog. The tax was never passed because of many fears politicians had around this new situation. To this day, a curse can scare even the most powerful people. The broom is one of the main objects we imagine witches in. From Kiki and Gigi's delivery service to Hocus Pocus, undoubtedly the broom represents more than just flying. According to ancient Celtic myths, the broom was associated with fairies. A witch would come to the forest seeking for help of one of these magical folks. She would find a tree to craft a new broom. And the purpose of the fairy helping the witch was to assure that the broom was magical enough to perform rituals and to fly. The broom is also seen as an object of balance of the divine forces, representing both the female and male energy. The stick represented the male warlock and the bristles represented the witch, 
That is why brooms were used for marriage rituals as well. It is said that the broom could also keep bad energies out of the household, either by making a circle around the house and placing the broom in the middle, or by hanging the broom on the doorway with the bristles facing upwards. While the broom was used in rituals and ceremonies, it is also said that the broom was a great tool for witches to hide their most valuable possession, the wand. Inside ancient brooms, compartments have been found. Some had oils, herbs, and objects used in the casting of curses and spells. Most of us know the famous story of the Salem Witch Trials, but this story sets way back in time, where witches roamed the earth in peace. In every village or town, there was a shaman, a witch doctor, or a herbalist. This was common practice because modern medicine, as we know it, was only a dream. As some would say, the truth lies on science, more specifically pharmacology, and this case isn't any different. In a Forbes article by David Kroll, he explains that witches use various hallucinogenic chemicals, commonly called tropane alkaloids. These came from various plants like the deadly nightshade and the mandrake. Yes, the mandrake, like in Harry Potter. Witches would use these hallucinogenic plants to prepare potions, infusions, or elixirs to experience the effects of the drug. Sometimes they added non-edible elements to the brew, like crystals. Later, in the Middle Ages, witches discovered that they could apply these ointments through a different route than oral. A really different route. One of the main compounds inside the medicinal creams that the witches prepared was hyacinth hydrobromide. According to the reference module in Biochemical Sciences, the compound, also known as scopolamine, was earlier administered orally but witches discovered that this compound was easier absorbed by the armpits, skin, or their preferred application through the vaginal and anal glands. This form of administration of the com compound avoided the muscular spasms in the stomach caused by ingesting the ointment. Well, how do we move on from anal glands to flying brooms? It's pretty simple. According to Lady Alice Kitteller, the very first convicted witch in Ireland, we know that in 1324 her trial took place and she explained that in riffling the closet of the lady, they found a pipe of ointment, wherewith she greased a staff upon she ambled and galloped through thick and thin. This can be interpreted as almost a very ancient version of suppositories. Witches would grease their brooms and walk around with them between their legs until the effect of the hallucinogenic compound would start having effects. According to the Wise Witches and Witchcraft official page, It is generally accepted that the theory of witches flying on brooms 
is based in a ritual involving a psychoactive drug trip. The feeling and sensation of flying was mainly the drug creating an astral projection in which the magical folk would experience the universe and would see themselves from above their earthly bodies. The use of psychotropic ointments are not exclusive to the European witches. The Native Americans and the Mayans use peyote, ayahuasca, and other special plants to have spiritual journeys. In these trips, the individual had an astral projection in which they could see themselves anywhere in the universe. That's why some witches could see themselves flying. The story of the typical witch riding a broom with the moon behind her is deeper than all of us think. Witches are part of our folklore no matter the country, age, or time period. I encourage you to keep learning and investigating this darker side of folklore they don't teach us in school. You could find surprisingly interesting facts and connect deeper with our ancient cultures. Remember that good can't exist without evil. The world is perfectly balanced, and for us to gain deeper understanding of the world, we need to see history both light and dark. Again, thanks for tuning in with me today, wherever you're listening, the car, in the train, or in the calmness of your bed. Be aware that we still are oblivious to many freaky things. Please share this with those friends you know are into spooky stuff as well. I'll see you next time, and I hope you listen to me again. <laughs>